Welcome back to the For Your Best Self podcast. It's great to be back in the studio, and I am beyond grateful to be introducing you to Dr. Nancy Marshall, our expert dermatological Mohs surgeon. At Dermatology Plus Plastic Surgery, our vision has always been and remains to provide seamless patient care and an unparalleled patient experience. And Mohs surgery was a piece of that puzzle, so we were very lucky and fortunate to have brought in Dr. Marshall. She has been with us for four months now, but offers over 20 plus years of experience. She did her residency in dermatology at George Washington University Medical Center and a Mohs and Laser Fellowship with world-renowned dermatologist Fitzpatrick and Goldman in La Jolla, California. Dr. Marshall has worked as a clinical surgeon as well as national and international guest lecturer. Her research has been published in the Journal of American Academy of Dermatology as well as the archives in dermatology. Dr. Marshall was born and raised in Hawaii but now calls the Space Coast home. When we look at why patients choose physicians or practitioners, it is unanimously experience and results. Dr. Marshall has the experience, and I can speak to her results as a plastic surgeon. I've seen her scars, which are barely visible, um, which I could not be more ecstatic to credential you in that way. Thank you. So welcome. Um, Tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I was born and raised in Honolulu, and uh, I guess I spent most of my time actually in Florida, (laughs) believe it or not. I just love the water. I love being near the ocean. And I like to do a lot of outdoor activities, horseback riding, kayaking. Uh, But I think that was the main reason for uh, picking Florida, just because uh, near the water, uh, you know, I just Mm -hmm. like that environment. Uh, But back in uh, South Florida, I did spend most of my years um, performing thousands of Mo's cases in Palm Beach County. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed, you know, practicing Mo's, just specializing in something and being really good at it. It's just very satisfying, just, you know, treating patients and seeing the skin cancer eradicated and everything healed and they're like brand new and they're happy. So <laughs> it's a great field. Welcome. We are very fortunate to have you in our practice and here today. Um, our audience really loves these resources too kind of get to know the practitioner, I think, ahead of time, and uh, we can answer common questions and alleviate maybe some common anxieties uh, about procedures and uh, the medicine behind Mohs and Mohs surgery. Um, Would you be able to explain to our patients what is Mohs and how is it different? So Mohs isn't an acronym. Like (laughs) some patients ask me, what does does it it stand stand for? for? It's actually named after Frederick Mohs, who pioneered this technique back in the 30s. He was a dermatologist in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And over the years, you know, Mohs has been taught at uh, different hospitals, university settings. And now it seems like it's, it's more in an office setting which is fortunate for a lot of patients because they don't have to go to a hospital to have this mm-hmm. type of procedure. But it is it is a micrographic skin cancer surgery, and um, the benefit is it does conserve normal skin. So you're not taking a lot of uh, tissue, you're keeping it small, uh, you have the highest cure rate, uh, you, you'll probably have the best cosmetic outcome because uh, the scars tend to be smaller as well. Correct. Yeah, at- 
conversely, uh, a common procedure's frozen section, not to be confused with freezing a precancer with liquid nitrogen, but frozen section is a way of processing tissue for the pathologist to look at it real time as well. But that's, um, as a plastic surgeon, that's what I can offer. But that limit is you're really committing to taking a visual margin to the human eye where you're taking a microscopic margin, meaning I can confidently get cured of the edges of these slides, which you're looking at Mm -hmm. yourself and getting that real-time feedback, guiding you to the procedure. Most is very precise. We do map out where the skin cancer Mm -hmm. cells are. So we're basically getting to the root of where the Mm -hmm. skin cancer is. Um, Thus, you know, the highest cure rate with Mm most technique. Uh, but most isn't for all skin cancers. I mean, we're pretty um, particular because there are criteria. Uh, you know, patients will ask, can I have modes on this? I mean, uh, if we did modes on everything, uh, you know, the insurance companies probably wouldn't cover it because right. it's, it's, a, it's a process. It's a specialized uh, procedure. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, we do have to stick to guidelines on, uh, you know, which patients uh, can have most surgery. I think that's really important to understand as an audience, as it might be physical location specific, whether it's close to the eye, nose, lip, ears, pretty common, um, or like you mentioned, the type the specific type of diagnosis or skin cancer might yes. be part of that. Some basal cells are very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Some uh, squamous cell skin cancers um, also uh, can be undifferentiated or more aggressive in nature. So it's really the type of skin cancer, the location, especially you know eyes, ears, nose, even hands, feet, right. uh, groin area. These are all areas that... Uh, Predominantly are Mohs cases. However, we do have Mohs on other areas, non-facial. Uh, if they're large enough, uh, so the size also makes a difference. If they're recurrent, if they're in scars, uh, you know, there's uh, other cri- criteria that can be met if uh, uh, if we do Mohs on a uh, non-facial area. All right, and that's um, I think what works so nicely in our practice is really from the time of exam diagnosis, treatment, and that uh, continuity of care is really uh, pretty special. Yes, yes. Um, A little, what we covered, um, what Mohs is, um, can you describe maybe a little bit about the patient experience to our audience? What should they expect from our care team if they've had a biopsy done? And it fits your criteria for Mohs. So basically, we do start with the biopsy. And the biopsy can be done in our office. So if there's a suspicious lesion that we biopsy and it does fulfill the Mohs criteria, um, you know, that that's the starting point. Or if a referring doctor will mm-hmm. send a patient with a uh, pathology report, a biopsy report showing uh, a skin cancer that needs Mohs surgery, you know, someone will, from our office will coordinate a consultation, or if uh, a patient declines consult, we can just go ahead and schedule the Mohs procedure as long as we know the location of the biopsy site. Right. 
But the patient is given a lot of information before the procedure, so they know what to expect. Basically, you know, what the procedure is about, which is just taking uh, very small sections uh, with a scalpel and examining these sections under a microscope after we process the tissue, make some glass slides, map out the cells. But yeah, we we try to make sure the patient is comfortable and that they know uh, that the procedure can take several hours. So we try to uh, coordinate that with uh, the patient's schedule. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once the patient is in the room, it's basically... Um, very similar to a biopsy, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of patients are surprised. They think it's a, a big procedure. They're mm-hmm. a little apprehensive. But if you can sit through a biopsy, you should be able to sit through a Mohs procedure. It's basically just taking a biopsy, and then if the margins are positive, right. we take another section, and we're taking very small increments, just a few millimeters at a time to conserve tissue. So similar steps in a sense where we would cleanse the skin and this is really done under local anesthesia, meaning the numbing shots, a small amount of uh, injectable anesthesia would be placed at the site uh, to a point where you can't feel anything beyond that. Right. Patient comfort is very important Mm -hmm. to us. So we do make sure that you don't feel a thing during the Mohs procedure. We numb it very well. Um, and the numbing technique is, you know, in a, in a way that you'll be very comfortable, mm-hmm. make sure you're nicely uh, relaxed and reclined. And uh, once it's numb, uh, that's pretty much the worst part of the whole right. procedure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, like you said, you, we can't always predict how many stages or steps it will take, uh, depending. Sometimes it can be multiple. But on average... Would you say a patient is there for a few hours? Yes, depending on how many stages, you know, I think uh, most patients clear after the first or second stage. So it's mm-hmm. it's pretty uncommon that we'd have to take multiple stages. That's mm-hmm. usually not the norm. Mm-hmm. We always tell patients, worst case scenario, just reserve four hours, or, you know, yeah. just as a, Don't as a precaution. That, day. that way yeah. they're happily surprised when, you know, we, in an hour they're done. Uh, right. You just, it, it is hard to predict because sometimes right. you just don't know uh, how many stages, how long they'll be there. Right. Yeah. But it's pretty straightforward. I mean, the technique is, is the same, taking the section and uh, just checking margins. And then once it's clear, it's just a matter of uh, repairing the, uh, mm-hmm. the defect. And for a little behind the scenes look, if you haven't been to our office, you'll have a a friendly check-in and then we'll have a medical assistant. You might work with one or two who will help you get comfortable and be the right temperature. And um, we'll be assisting Dr. Marshall, being attentive to your needs, kind of guiding you through the waiting process. You'll have a bandage on the wound correct after yeah after each stage we do bandage it uh you know we want to make sure uh the bleeding is under control patient's comfortable everything's clean and Mm -hmm. covered uh while we're waiting for the uh, slides to process Mm -hmm. and dr marshall works with a super specialized assistant uh histiotechnician correct yes certified histotech that uh has trained many years uh doing most uh surgery slides so she does process the tissue but uh i will be reading the slides so i will yes we work together and uh, as a team, we're able to produce quality slides. Absolutely. And you're looking, it's a cool setup. I mean, I had yeah. to check out the Mohs Lab too, and you're 
you have a physical microscope where you're examining each patient's unique tissue yourself, which I just think is so fascinating. And that's guiding you to, like you said, get to the root, which is more that we can do with just the human eye, which yes. is pretty special. Yes. Um, so after they're cleared mm-hmm. and then you are such a highly skilled surgeon, m- the majority of the time you will close close them with stitches. Correct. And um, that might be a straight line. That might be a little rotation flap or what we call a little tissue rearrangement. Uh, but regardless, you'll have stitches. And the best scars heal with stitches that need to be removed. I don't know yes. about you, but I always have patients ask, will that be glued or absor-, you know, just the absorbable stitches? But the best looking scars really have scars. Uh, stitches that are not permanent. Correct. Uh, maybe some deeper ones that will absorb over time for strength, but most, the majority of patients come back for a suture removal. Yes, and they come back for a wound check as well. We want to make sure it's healing properly. Uh, we always give patients the option if something's not healing right or if there's any issues or questions, you know, call or right. come in and we'll take a look at it. Right. We have set structure of appointments, but it's really an open door policy. Right. We cover for each other. Um, all the time you know if one of us is or isn't in clinic we'll take care of those patients because we're all capable and we just want a good healing uh, recovery for those patients yes um so i think that's a really good summary of what that mo's procedure experience looks like uh is there any other useful tips patients maybe to prepare for that day some of your top do's and don'ts. Yes, because sometimes patients uh, wonder, should I eat breakfast? Should I take my medications? Absolutely. You don't want to come hungry. You don't want to pass out because, you know, your (laughs) blood sugar is low. You don't want to have a high blood pressure because you didn't take your blood pressure medication. And you're anxious. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, take your medicines, eat breakfast. I always say bring a book, a jacket, you know, just Mm -hmm. so you have something uh, between the slides and you're comfortable in case the air conditioning is too cold, you have a jacket there. Um, don't plan the mows during a vacation. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to be on a plane the next day, mm-hmm. you want to probably have it on, at a time that you're in town mm-hmm. so that we're here to uh, monitor and make sure everything's healed, that you're not you know, out of state right. where we can't keep an eye on uh, the healing right. to ensure that it heals properly. Um, usually we don't have patients swim after the procedure. Mm-hmm. So I always say, you know, if you're a swimmer, you most likely will not be swimming, especially mm-hmm. if it's below the neck. You, you won't be in the water, uh, right. you know, for a, a week or two. Uh, you can get it wet in the shower, keep it bandaged. But, uh, yeah, the swimming is probably a major, uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, heavy lifting things. It just depends. Some patients in their line of work, they do a lot of heavy lifting. Right. So we just kind of customize, you know, each patient has has some uh, more restrictions as far mm-hmm. as the location and uh, what kind of activities they do. We try to work around, you know, your activity schedule. Right. You know, some patients, they say, well, I have to walk, you know, every day. And so, you know, we try to, you know, give some guidelines of what to do, what not to do. Uh, you know, maybe put an ACE wrap bandage to secure mm-hmm. the area if you're going to be very active. But, uh, yeah, everyone kind of has some different uh, tips to you know to give in situations yeah different situations I think that's great advice um 
I usually say it's the first three days are the most essential. It takes yeah. the body three days to create a watertight seal, infection yeah. out, bleeding in. So you really want to baby any wound for three days. A week is nice. Yes. Uh, and I usually say don't overdo it until we can get you back in for your first suture removal, um, keeping that incision clean, dry, or whatever ointments yeah. might be advised or prescribed. Every situation is a little unique, yeah. uh, but I think those are really good in general. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you follow these uh, tips, you'll be really, you'll have a great, safe healing. Yes. Um, Tylenol is usually adequate for pain. I'd say an ice pack, Tylenol. Yeah. You may have some swelling, a little bit of oozing. Crusting is not uh unusual as well yeah majority of patients do very well on just tylenol right. or uh, a combination of tylenol alternating with ibuprofen uh, may also work um, you know for patients that are very pain sensitive um, you know we can give them prescription uh, medication uh, but that's usually not the norm I mean most patients do pretty well I with agree. just the over-the-counter pain medications I agree I say yeah. I'm, we're not stingy but we are conservative yeah. And, you know, if you need pain medication, there's, like they say, when you have babies, there's no trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it, you, it is typical that Tylenol is definitely enough for patients that don't know what to expect or how painful will this be. It's yeah. really us usually over-the-counter medications. Right. Anything else you'd like to add? Any common questions that come up that you feel like you're always repeating? Common questions, can I golf? And so, <laughs> you know, I just say, well, let's see. You know, if the most surgery is on your back or shoulder, yeah. probably not. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, patients uh, ask me a lot of questions about their uh, limitations, you yeah. know, what they can and cannot do. Um, you know, everyone's kind of different, uh, but most patients are pleasantly surprised that it's really not as restricting as right. they expected. And then we'll do a suture removal at about one week. And then we really like to offer a four to six week scar check, make sure everything is healing well. Um, our, our general rule is if it looks, if we are mutually 80%, 90% happy at that six week mark, it really time will fade. I'm yeah. sure you get common questions like there, there's going to be a scar. Yeah. There's always a scar. Yes. Um, you know, some of these areas our job is to make it look and heal as good as humanly possible, but you can't forget the number one objective, which is curing cancer. Yes. And that will always be accomplished. Right. And a nice healing, nice looking scar is really icing. Um, and that is part true. of that is, I always, you know, when patients are pleased, I always say, well, it's a little bit me, but a lot of it you, because yeah. we are at the mercy of tissue condition how well you, your nutrition, your lifestyle, there's so many your factors. genetics, how well you take yeah. care of that. Yes. That I mean, there's area. so many factors. Some patients heal. I mean, you can do the exact same surgery yes. on two different people yes. and get two different yes. types of scar or yes. healing. Yeah. Everyone's different. So, right. uh, you know, we just work with uh, what we have and try to, you know, Absolutely. get the best uh, possible outcome. Agree. Um, well, in closing, you can tell Dr. Marshall is passionate about diagnosing and treating skin cancer and getting the best possible results with each patient. She is accepting patients at our Brevard Medical City office for Mohs surgery and skin cancer-focused skin exams. 
uh, for patients that need a dermatologist. If you or a loved one is needing Mohs surgery, don't hesitate to reach out to us for a consultation. Our phone is 321-241-1160, or please share this episode uh, with someone who may be Mohs curious. Um, you can always learn more about us and our practice at www.foryourbestself.com. And please follow us at Dr. Saluja underscore Dr. Novo. We really try to have a education first presence on social media. At least you can get to know us better and see what we do and what we have to offer. All right. I'll see you next time. Thank you.